0: supplication. With thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. The word of God for the people of God. Read New City Catechism question 39 with me. With what attitude should we pray? With love, perseverance, and gratefulness, in humble submission to God's will, knowing that for the sake of Christ, he always hears our prayers. One, two, testing. You're getting a signal? Yeah. That one's yours. one's yours. Thank you, Rifle, for preaching for me last week, and uh, we got the mics maybe switched up or something. We read the text Philippians 4-6, Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer, with supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. We're talking about the Christian attitude of prayer. I want us to look at how the gospel changes everything in our life. Prayer has changed uh, th- throughout the Old Testament into the no- New So with the death and resurrection of Jesus, the veil was torn, and access to God in prayer was made new and more powerful than ever before. And so we're going to look at that today, and from this Scripture, looking at the attitude of prayer, we'll look at, first of all, kind of the attitude that prayer is not, which it's not being anxious. Anybody have hard times with anxiety? Yeah. yeah, and that word also means worry, just fretful fear at times. It's very prevalent a lot of times in our lives. So we're going to look at that prayer is not praying with that kind of attitude. And we'll look at the basic three words in this text, that prayer in everything by prayer. So that first word is kind of big and over. Arcing of all that prayer involves. You've actually been praying this whole service. Uh, Prayer was praise. Prayer was worship to God. This whole singing jointly was worship and thanksgiving to God. That part of prayer, thanksgiving prayer. Uh, So we will look at that. But also, there's this word in the beginning, prayer and supplication. So, supplicating prayer is petition. Some of the versions might use prayer and petition. So prayer, supplication is request, it's asking, that asking part of prayer. Everyone's pretty good with that one, right? We know how to ask, right? Sometimes, sometimes we don't. Sometimes it's hard. Sometimes it's humbling, that's what supplication is. It's humble entreaty of God. And so we'll look at those three basic words about prayer. So let's get started. Do not be anxious. Think of this in the next verse. Do not be anxious about anything. And then it lists all these things, and it says, And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your heart and your mind in Christ Jesus. So you see the contrast, what happens in this verse here, is something happens there that takes you from a place where you're commanded not to be anxious... Do not be anxious about anything and the peace of God will guard your heart and mind in Christ. So the opposite you could see there is going from a place of anxiety to a place of peace, a peace with God. That's where this verse is taking us. Do not be anxious. When we think about do not be anxious, uh, we can think of the words of Jesus Uh, We can think of his words in Matthew chapter 6, where it says these teachings of our Lord Jesus Christ, verse 25, he uses these same words, do not be anxious. Wow, right from the mouth of Jesus, do not be anxious. And he specifically in this portion says about your life, what you'll eat, what you'll drink, what you will wear anything about your body. Do not worry about those things. Jesus says, is not life more than food and the body for more than clothing? And he gives these beautiful analogies about how much God loves and cares for you. This is important in prayer, just having this attitude of, where am I at with God? Well, it says that God look out there at that little sparrow that's a pretty insignificant bird if you want to look at a sparrow you know god feeds it god provides for it hops around on the ground it finds these little seeds these little grass seeds hops around and god provides for it. look why are you being anxious do not be anxious look at the sparrow and then jesus says look at the lily in the field look at the flowers go out up here in the mountains and just you can go out one week and all these flowers shipping, smiling. A hiker, and you can see all these flowers bloom. They only last for a week or two, and then you go out the next week, and it's like on a whole new trail. All these other colors are blossoming, and Jesus says, look at the lily of the field. Solomon is all his glory. I don't know if you know about Solomon, but probably the most wealthy person to have ever exist. You could probably, uh, you know, take the prince of Persia, and Arab, and the prince of Arabia now, and Bill Gates and, you know, I don't know, the owner of Amazon and all those guys. And combine them and they still probably wouldn't be as wealthy as Solomon was in his day. And not only was he wealthy, he was just he was clothed really well. And even Solomon in all his glory and the glory of the temple they built and all of that wealth that came to the pinnacle of the people of God during that time, the wealth of the nations, wasn't clothed like that flower. Look at how God cares for it. So Jesus takes these things and he says, do not be anxious. And then he kind of sums up there and he says, well, I don't really worry that much. I'm an American. I don't have to worry about my food and, you know, clothes. You know, I got all that. You know, I'm good. I'm not really worrying about those things. And then Jesus says, therefore, do not be anxious about tomorrow. <clears throat> I must have choked up on that word, tomorrow, the future. Don't worry about that. Worry about your kids and grandkids or maybe your own future. Do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will be anxious for itself. Sufficient for the day is its own trouble. Jesus is commanding us not to worry, not to be fretful, not to be fearful, to not be anxious. Paul starts out our text with prayer is not in that place of anxiety. It's a place where you know God is caring for you and loves you. It's a place of love. And I think a lot of us don't know this. Um, Charles Schultz uh, was a devout Christian, and he was a great Sunday school teacher who led his Sunday school class one time on a year long project through the Old Testament. But you guys might only know him as a guy that wrote the Peanuts comic strip. Um, But he penned over 40 different comic strips that addressed prayer. And one time he had one where Linus says and asks, Do you ever pray, Lucy? Schultz was nudging his readers to reflect on their own prayer habits. And when Charlie Brown confessed to Lucy, sometimes I wonder if God is pleased with me. Schultz was tapping into something about prayer and about how we approach God and how God sees us. Like, can I even go? Why don't I why don't I want to go pray? Why don't I pray? What am I afraid of? Am I anxious? Or do I just not see when I go into that place uh, of prayer that God just isn't looking on me with favor? You know, is he pleased with me? We have these questions. We ha- have these anxieties. And Jesus is coming to us and saying, do not be anxious. Don't worry about these things. Your heavenly Father looks at you and looks down on you. He cares for you more than the sparrows. Look how he cares for them. He wants to clothe you like the lily of the flower of the field. He doesn't want you worrying about the future. It's in his hand. Be like a child and enjoy Him. Enjoy God. Give it to Him. He's carrying those loads. You enjoy Him and enjoy His presence in prayer. This is the beginning of this Scripture. Very important, our approach, the dimension of prayer we're entering into cannot be full of anxiety. It cannot be with an anxious heart. The first thing has to be, you are secure in your Father's love. It has to have that in it. Do not be anxious, but in everything, by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. Do not be overcome with these worldly cares, but trust in the provident God who is all-powerful, and he is in control, and he provides for us, and he provides for you. He's faithful. He's willing. He wants. He looks down on us and is pleased with his children who are in Christ Jesus. And he says, You're mine. I love you. I care for you. Don't be anxious. Don't worry about tomorrow. This anxiety that uh, t- looking at tomorrow, we sang about it in, in the last song about not worrying about tomorrow. The battle is his. It talks about tomorrow and not worrying about tomorrow. When I was thinking about not worrying about tomorrow, because he lives old-timey song i you know never even sang it that much but it just came up in my heart how sweet to hold a newborn baby rachel and micah are are home because their kids are kind of sick and little silas is just a few weeks old and has kind of colicky and they stayed home with him but did you guys get to hold silas any of you naomi's in children's church she did she told me i was the second person keely did man there's something about that Whew. um how sweet to hold a newborn baby and feel the pride and joy that he gives. Oh, but greater still, the calm assurance we can face uncertain days because he lives. Because he lives, all fear is gone. See, because he's alive, because he is resurrected you can approach god in prayer without fear and anxiety about anything i mean he is victorious over death itself i mean the the fear of death was a, the, the big thing you're going to die that mortality that's that's there and jesus resurrected from the dead and i mean that changed everything boy that changed his his own brothers you know i mean jude and james wrote James and Jude, later on in the Bible, they were unbelievers. They thought Jesus was kind of, you know, out of his mind when they were growing up. But when Jesus rose from the dead, they go, Whoo, he really was who he said he was. You know, this is the victory in prayer. When you pray through the gospel, you pray through the power and the knowledge of the resurrected Jesus and that because he lives, all fear is gone. Fretful worry is boom, out. So we approach God in this confident assurance that Jesus is victorious over death. No fear, no worry, no anxiety. We have our hearts guarded and our minds with the all-surpassing, can't understand fully and comprehend the peace of God that guards our hearts and minds in Christ Jesus in the resurrected Lord. The gospel changes everything in how we pray. I looked at what the opposite of anxiety was. There's these kind of two words and they kind of anxiety and worry. Some versions say don't worry about anything, but in everything by prayer, don't be anxious about anything. I looked at those words, the Greek, looked at what they meant, and then kind of looked at some opposites of those. And one of the opposites of being anxious was to be mindful don't be anxious so it would be to be mindful and as i read on in philippians it talked about being mindful right after that it says finally brothers whatever is true that's brethren brother and sisters finally brothers whatever is true whatever is honorable whatever is just whatever is pure whatever is lovely whatever is commendable If there is any excellence, if there is anything worthy of praise, think on these things. It's being mindful of these things. Not letting yourself be carried away with fretful worry. Taking your mind and being mindful. I don't know how much of you like uh, Tolkien and his work or the new most expensive TV project ever made, which is the Rings of Power. Um, but Gladriel is this powerful beautiful uh, elf and she's walking along and they've just been handed uh, just this huge defeat and she's got this young boy warrior you know wanting to grow up to be a warrior like her like how are you doing this man we just got it handed to us man we just got lost that battle bad and we're trying to regather and they're walking along and he's fretting about everything he starts in and How do we know that even anyone will be there when we regather? What armies are left? This battle. Have you ever been there? Kind of walking along with one other person, feeling like something has hit you and kind of a bomb has gone off? Anxiety and worry coming? And a little boy telling Gladriel, Theo, his name, he's walking along and he's worrying and begins fretting about his mom. I don't even know if my mom's alive. I don't know if she's there. She'll stop it. She just keeps walking. You are wasting your energy on things you know nothing about. Be mindful. Be present on what you do know. And here's what we do know. Man, what a mentor to have. Like, boom, nip that in the bud. You know, cut that worry off. That will take you nowhere and be Uh, damaging not only not fruitful for good things and this is what this scripture is telling us be mindful don't be anxious be mindful think on these things whatever is true think on these things don't waste your energy on things you don't know and that are out of your control what a waste do not be anxious but in everything by prayer that's why when you get into the Psalms, like Psalm 27.1, you can say, the Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the stronghold of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? Think on those things. Think on the Psalms. Meditate on them. They're all about don't be fretful and, and worryful. You're, you're no good as a soldier in the army of God being that way. Don't let your heart be troubled. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything through prayer. And as I said, prayer is this next word I'm going to break down its this broad term. There's types and different types of prayer and they all have to do with interacting with the God of the universe, the creator of all things and the creator of you and interacting with him sounds kind of fun to me. Like you mean we have that ability, that kind of access and the answer to that is yes. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything, by prayer. And prayer has this interesting kind of combination of these two little words. I don't know if this will help you, but I liked it. It's towards exchange. And so it's like having a refocus. Do not be anxious, but you are gathering yourself toward a new focus. Toward. And then the reason you're looking toward God this prayer toward God is you're looking for an exchange. You see, he, he has something you don't. We've already talked about that. You're exchanging any anxiety that may be coming up. Worry, worried about these things. Yeah, I know your heart, buddy. I've seen it. You need to come to me in prayer. And here's what you need to do. Give me that. Give me that. Cast your cares on me because I care for you. And I don't like to see you bearing that. That's not good for you. It's not healthy for you. That kind of anxiety will kill you. It's being proven out medically. Come to me. Cast your cares on me. I care for you. You're my child. Come to me. Yeah, I know. This is prayer. It's giving your cares, laying them on him, because he's got way bigger shoulders than you and I have. And he is the God of the universe that hears and answers your prayer here. You know what happens? Peace of God. Here's where you know you're doing it. You're toward Him and exchanging. You start going, something's happening to me. I don't know how it's happening. I'm in this kind of situation, and I've been talking to God, and all of a sudden, peace is coming over me. That makes no sense at all right now. I should be really, really fretful. I should be in some deep anxiety and worry, and all I feel is this wave of peace coming over me that surpasses understanding, that surpasses comprehension. I can't understand it now. I'm in the depths of this miry pit of despair, and right now I feel peace that surpasses understanding. You're you're getting it, sister. You're getting it, brother. You're entering in toward God, exchanging something with him. That's mysterious and beautiful and powerful, and there's all kinds of ways that that happens. It happens this morning in that worship thing, that thanksgiving we're getting into. But then the next word that he uses is and supplication. So supplication is very specifically the part of prayer that is asking. And that's what this verse gets to, with supplication, with thanksgiving, let your request be made known unto God. So prayer is asking. It doesn't matter if you go, well, God, I already know. You know I need this. He goes, ask me. I know. I know what you need. Ask me. Because in the asking, the supplicating, it's humbling. That's what this word means, to bend, to fold, to supplicate, bend your knees, bow, and it humble a petition. It has to do with the asking. You know, some people just can't ask. They just can't. They just won't. He doesn't need to hear my stuff. I don't know. You know, because it's pride. It's pride because when you go and you say, I'm this little kid, God, and you're God, and I can't handle this, man. I mean, you gotta, you got to just get down to how little you are. You know, David says sometimes, in the, you know, I'm a worm. I'm not a man. I'm, you know, God, you, this is how little I am. You know, I'm just a little going along like this, you know, digging a little tunnel, man. I, You're God. I'm asking you, I'm supplicating, I'm bringing forth a petition. So you get in your prayer closet and you ask, you entreat God, you petition him, you humbly bow before him and you admit you can't do anything and you admit how much you need his help and I need your help here and here's my specific request to you. And he goes, yeah, I know you're getting real. You're being real in your inwardmost most part because I already see your heart and now you're doing it. And boom, here's the answer. When you get gut core honest with God and you ask him and you're able to process that and you take off all the mask and all the faking and all the stuff and you just get real between you and God, he goes, boom, that's when you meet him. That's when the peace of God comes, when you give it to him in prayer and asking, asking him, Making it known your request, laying it down before Him. Hebrews 4:16 says, Let us then with confidence draw near to the throne of grace. Wow. With confidence? Not that. Am I pleasing you, you know, like Charlie Brown? Am I ever really pleased? You know, are you really pleased with me? Yes. In Jesus, entering that throne of grace with confidence, knowing you are pleasing. To the Father, you're covered in His blood applied to you, washing all your sins away, though they be like scarlet. Oh, that's some deep dark red into white snow. We know that in Rio de Janeiro, these mountains. I already had a couple of them this October. Prayer is that heartfelt, open honesty, talking to God, listening to him, him walking with you once again, talking with you once again in the cool of the evening in the garden like Adam and Eve once had. It's that restored and more a relationship that cannot anymore be broken. That sin has been defeated for you and you can forever walk with him. Now, in the garden, talking, walking with him. This happened so beautifully with Jesus with the woman at the well just there talking with Jesus having this great conversation I won't take you through the whole thing but towards, it was a long conversation all the disciples were gone Jesus with one woman having this long conversation and then finally she says well you know when Messiah gets here he's going to tell us everything He's going to teach us all things, man. I can't wait. And Jesus says. Now in the English, it's all said a different way, but here's what he said. I am. First time he revealed this. Teresa was sharing this with me this morning just in a devotional. I was like, Lord, that's what I'm studying. Just Jesus talking with us and then revealing I am. I am he who has been spending all this time with you just talking with you what prayer is. Wow. She runs, boy. She goes to get everybody out of that town, come and see this man who told me everything about my life and just spent time with me. Uh, Could that be the Messiah that would waste all his time out there with me by a well? Yeah, that's the Messiah. Wasting time on this little brat talking to me, walking with me, talking with me, even when I was a little kid. He loves you. He wants to spend time with you. He wants to rejoice over you. This is the presentation of Paul. Don't be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication. And he gets into, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God with thanksgiving i mean we've done that a lot today really about coming together and singing together is going thank you god praise i mean god you hear uh, mary's uh, prayer from the psalm praise him praise him praise him praise him now you can go back and read all of the ways but it's like thank you praise you for everything for everything praise him with everything you've got every instrument All of us have this, the fruit of our lips, Hebrews 13 says, that give thanks to his name. Give him praise. Give him thanksgiving. See, each kind of prayer has that. Prayer, this broad term, asking, all of it. I'm just walking and talking with you. Well, I want to thank you and praise you. I'm asking you specifically, God, for this. Thank you, praise you. See, every type of prayer and other types of prayers uh, described throughout the Bible, but within this text, no matter what it is in prayer, broad prayer, specific asking, it all comes with a grateful heart. All of it, both of those, prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, all of it. Just have times Just say, ha, yeah oh, yeah, I'm over, yes, God, I thank you, I praise you, I give you praise, I thank you, Lord, sing, sing to him. I know a lot of you just said, no, that rules me out. I don't got a singing voice. He, he would love to hear your words speak to him, sing to him. Psalm 41 says, I waited patiently for the Lord. You see, uh, the psalmist knows sometimes the answers to our prayers are yes, Oh, speedily. Sometimes they are, no, that's not the best thing for you. Ever gotten those? No. That's the an answer to your prayer sometimes. Uh, and then some, a lot of times it's wait. Ooh, isn't that the word? That's kind of like, just tell me yes or no. You know, come on. And he's like, David says, I waited patiently. You know how many times he says that in the Psalms? Wait. 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 He asks us to do the impossible all the time. So I need him. Wait. I waited patiently for the Lord, and He inclined, he inclined to me, and He heard my cry. That's prayer. Waiting patiently till He inclines, hears your cry. He drew me up from the pit of destruction, out of the miry bog, and set my feet upon a rock, making my steps secure. He put a new song in my mouth. See, when He does something in your life, when He lifts you up from the miry clay in the pit, you can't help but with that prayer and supplication and petition, go, thank you, Lord. Oh, man. It's a heart full of gratitude. He put a new song, Psalm 40, verse 3. A song of praise to our God. And many will see and fear and put their trust in the Lord. This is the power of thanksgiving when they look at our lives as believers and they say, I know them. I know what they've gone through. I went to the funeral. I saw them walk through that when their child died. I saw them when their child went to prison. I saw them when all their hopes and dreams were crushed and that didn't work out the way. I saw them. I saw their life repaired and restored and it's confusing to me what's going on with you. I have a peace that surpasses all comprehension and that's the light of the salvation of the Lord that I would like to bear witness to you about. Not, not I, but Christ in me. This is prayer waiting patiently on the Lord. Let's give thanks to the Lord in prayer. Let's offer up an extended time of thanksgiving, of maybe where we don't even have any request, maybe where we don't even come to the Lord with just kind of, hey, how's it going, walking and talking with Him, but just a time where we praise Him. We praise Him. Put a new song in my mouth. I praise you, Lord, and just spend some time. Maybe it'll go on five minutes for the first time. Maybe a couple minutes and you go, Oh wow, what was that? Maybe it'll be thirty minutes after a year, maybe it'll be an hour, maybe you'll after three hours, someone will have to drag you out away from the presence of just giving thanks to his name and glory to him. Come on, church. Let's be a praying people. Let's be a people of grace harvest that testify to the world that our confidence isn't in ourselves. It's that we gotta bow, we gotta ask God, everything comes from him. Everything comes, I've gotta pray. I have no choice, I won't survive. If I don't get in his presence, I got too much weighing on me. There's too much going on in the world. I've got to pray. There's no, no choice. We've got to rejoice over this scripture. We've got to exalt over it. We've got to dance over it. We've got to twirl about We've got to not be anxious for anything, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, just a heart of Gratitude. Let your request be made known to God. Amen, church? Amen. Amen. We're going to take communion together. We're going to sing how great is our God, too. And I just want us to worship him, he's our life. These are all. I pray your hearts are stirred to worship him with just new depths of his love towards you, how pleased he is in you, how God sings over you, and he dances over you, and he says, You're mine, and I love you. My steadfast love is ever towards you. Jesus did it all and he took a time of the, the last Passover. He was shifting into the Lord's table, communion with him, a whole new fulfillment of all that the Passover meant and celebrated. He said, would be done in my body and my blood. So we celebrate this still to this day, thousands of years later. What the Lord himself instituted for his church, for his people to come together. And they come together to remember the Lord at his table. We come to his table. Jesus is inviting you into a home that he's prepared for you. A place he's prepared for you. A place of intimacy with him. A place of prayer. A place where you're no longer an orphan anymore, but you're his. I will not leave you as orphans. You're my child. I leave and go away, and I send you the power of the Holy Spirit to indwell you. All this accomplished through his blood and through his body. On the night of his betrayal, one of his apostles betrayed him. He wasn't anxious. He had no worries. He looked to the Father and He was one with Him in prayer. And He looked up and He took the bread and He gave thanks to the Father, Your Sovereign Lord, God over all the universe. Been one with You forever and ever, without beginning and without end, and well be. I give You thanks, Father, for this bread, Jesus said took and broke it and he said take this is my body given for you let us partake in faith this bread as the body of Christ and in like manner he took the cup he said this is the cup of the new covenant the new covenant and my blood given for you for the remission of sins everything about your world is about to change when i go to the cross and offer up my body and my shed blood for you all the promises of god are fulfilled in jesus and are yes and amen you accomplished it all jesus we partake in faith remembering your death until you come let us partake of the cup of the new covenant Stir our hearts, Lord, with hearts of thanksgiving, of thankfulness, hearts full of gratitude towards Jesus who paid it all, won it all for us. Praise you and thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah! Please receive this blessing. You are in Christ Jesus. You are seated with him in heavenly places. And the Father sees you in his Son, and he's perfectly pleased with his Son, and as pleased as he is with his own Son, Jesus Christ, the Mashiach, Messiah, he is pleased with you. Go in the power of prayer, knowing God is pleased with you and invites you unhindered into his presence anytime through the man Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Love one another.